I love smoothies, but I don't love smoothie bar prices. With my Blendjet 2 Portable Blender, I can make smoothie bar quality beverages for a fraction of the price. Blendjet 2 is portable, so you can blend up a smoothie at work, a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. It's small enough to fit in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through tough ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. Blendjet, Blendjet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking up the whole house. And it lasts for 15 plus blends and recharges quickly via USB-C. Best of all, Blendjet 2 cleans itself. Just blend water with a drop of soap and you are good to go. With over 30 plus colors and patterns to choose from, there's a Blendjet 2 to complement just about any style. Go to blendjet.com and grab yours today. And be sure to use the promo code AsianTan12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. No other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power, and innovation of Blendjet. They guarantee you love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with Blendjet 2 Portable Blender. Go to blendjet.com and use the code AdrianTan12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Shop today and get the best deal ever. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of The Adrian Tan Show, where I speak with guests who are at the forefront of work matters. Whether it is on the next robotics that is taking over your job, the next work technology to make hybrid work more manageable, or simply someone inspirational in the world of work, I aim to cover all of them on the show. Today, I will be speaking with Damien Andreessen. Damien spent a decade launching and scaling ANZ technology companies, including Spritz, Lawpath, and Entos, and is the current regional head of APEC at HR software platform company Hybob. Hybob is on a mission to transform how organizations operate in the modern world of work with its HR platform, Bob. Leading the way for the future workplace, Bob offers resilient, agile technology that wraps all the complexities of HR processes into a game-changing, user-friendly tool that touches every employee across the businesses. Some of their clients include Monzo, Happy Socks, Gong, Fiverr, and Vayner Media. Most recently, Hybob was named in Time Magazine's 200 Best Invention List 2022. With an Instagram-like dashboard, automation features to speed up hybrid onboarding such as scheduling specific tasks relative to both remote and on-site employees, as well as tools to help strengthen employee engagement wherever people are working from. These are some of the benefits that earn Hybob their place on the list. Hey Damien, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Adrian. Lovely to be here. Thank you so much. This conversation really came about because uh, it got to me that HiBob has been named as one of Times Magazine 2022 Best Invention. But before we jump into it, is there a backstory to why the name HiBob? It's a really good question. A lot of people ask it. We want to ingratiate ourselves within companies and within teams. And having a platform called Bob, so the company's HiBob and the platform's Bob, it's, uh, it's a trusted colleague. It's someone that you work with on a daily basis, part of your team. And we wanted to have that persona. SaaS companies, especially tech SaaS companies in the HR have pretty traditional names. And the approach that we took in terms of how HiBob should really hit the market was how do we differentiate ourselves? How do we create a platform that's going to grow with a company? And part of it is if it was just another pair of hands that was running around the background, getting everything done that you needed. That really makes sense. It's somewhat like Microsoft Clippy, right? Uh, yeah. And you'll be amazed. Uh, we have conversations with clients all the time and 
they personify Bob. They talk about Bob as if he is a team member and all the wonderful things he does for that company. I had one of our clients recently say that she was putting a company-wide ban on hiring anybody else called Bob because there could be only one. <laughs> I think that was like the way that we approach it. Going back to this, uh, getting on to Times Magazine 2022 Best Invention List, honestly caught me by surprise because regardless, HiBob is ultimately still HCM, Human Capital Management System. Some people may call it a HRMS system. doesn't really seem somewhat like an invention altogether, and perhaps it's due to my limited knowledge of what is new out there. Could you help us to understand why did HiBob even managed to get the interest, the spotlight from Time magazine that led it to being named as one of 2022 best invention. It's an unbelievable award and great recognition for what our product teams and entire Hypop team has managed to achieve. When I think about the recognition, the why, it really rolls up to the mission statement and how both Ronnie and Israel David, our co-founders, the reason why they decided to start Hypop in the first place. And I think the HRS HCM space has been around for a very long time. There's plenty of competition in the space, but I think what we talk about is the vast majority of the competition in market at the moment. We see them as a Gen 2 play. They're really well known. They solve a lot of the problems that HR companies are looking to solve. But Hypop was founded with the idea of solving modern workforce problems. I think we came around at the right time with everything that happened with COVID, work from home, lots of conversation around the E&I now. How do we get engagement from our employees? How do we actually build a system that people want to interact with and engage with that's going to also work for not range of different generations? If we think about the workforce today, it's a really diverse set of different generations that are making up our workforce. And so HiBob really thinks not only about what is the current workforce look like, but what is it going to look like in the future and how are we going to solve future problems? I think that is the hallmark of what makes HiBob stand out and what was flagged as one of the great innovations. It's not that we're defining a new category. We've not found new problems to solve per se. It's about taking a new view on how to solve current and future problems that every company with employees needs to solve. And so it's the reframing of the problem in the way that we solve it. And I think that's part of why Time Magazine has recognized HiBob as one of the great inventions for 2022. Could you elaborate more about this definition of future workforce and how do they differ from mm. perhaps traditional workforce? And what are some of the new challenges that actually faces this group of people? I think about the challenge in two ways, predominantly from the company standpoint. The demands or the expectations of for the workforce 40 years ago versus what it is for the youngest generation that's currently in our workforce now, the expectations of what is expected, how do I like to be engaged, how do I bring my full self to the work and be really productive, they've really shifted, right? Imagine 40 years ago when you think about talking about work-life balance or mental wellness or engagement and retention. These were not terms that were commonly used within companies and organizations, let alone in HR. These are now at the forefront of all of the conversations that our clients are having. How do we make sure that this generation that is mobile first is engaged and can be serviced and can be engaged? And I think that's a really important component, right? If you think about the 20-somethings that are starting to rise the ranks in companies around the world, their expectations of how to be served, information, how do they want to engage with the company, 
how they want to build relationships internally with the organization, vastly different. So that's the way I think about it is the future of work is about thinking about generationally, how do the changes affect the way that we need to deliver services and engage with that audience. And I think also on top of that, it's not just a generational change, but it's generally the workplace that has dramatically changed over the past two to three years. You're talking about a lot more work from home, a lot more remote flexibility, more than ever with talent shortages around the world where now using technology to dip into talent pools that traditionally weren't available to us. That is the future workforce. How do we combine and understand those cultures so that we can all work together towards a single purpose? So there's many aspects, I think, to the future of work. If you want to extrapolate out, you might be thinking about what does the metaverse mean for the future of work? We zoom just the gen one of what's going to happen in the future of how we're actually all going to come together and collaborate. Who knows, right? That's a view maybe five, 10 years down the road, but it's thinking about these things, about how people want to engage and consume with technology that's going to help them to do the work, feel engaged with the organization and be productive. And that's what we think about when we talk about future of work. Is there a personal feature that you really think caters very much to this group? that you define as the future workforce? We're not in the metaverse space yet. That's totally hypothetical. What we're really concentrating on now is the look and feel. And you can't ignore user experience when you're talking about any type of software these days, let alone HR software, where we want people to be engaged with what they want to do and engage with their peers as well. And it's as simple as, you know, at Hypebob, we have a homepage, which if you think about your Gen 2 homepages, you land on it, there's a bunch of tasks a bunch of dials that show you dashboard numbers, and that's the homepage in a traditional HRIS. At HiBob, our homepage is mostly a social media scroll of recognition for people's accomplishments around the world. And not just the recognition publicly, but the ability for their colleagues to come and comment and share in that validation that they've had and the great work that they've done and recognize it. We're talking about emojis and comments and GIFs and images, and it's this is the language of the modern workforce, and this is how people want to interact with each other. So there's a social element that's creeping into the way that we work, which allows people, I think, more authentic in the work that they do as well. And it's not just about recognition, but it's company milestones. How do we share the great things that the company has done? Maybe we've just opened a new office, we've done an acquisition, we've hit a new revenue milestone. Whatever those milestones are, how do you share them widely with the organization so they can see the trajectory and the achievements of the organization? And then it can come down to simple things. It could be a poll. Where do we want to go for lunch on Friday? Let's get your input. Bring everyone together into a central point and let's talk about what we want to do as, a, as an operational piece as well. So the use case for this, I think, grows. And really a big part of what sits behind it is not just the engagement component, but also building true connection between teams. I've got a great example of this. Whilst building the APJ team, we did so mostly during the lockdowns. Meeting candidates in person was quite difficult. It was impossible, but it was all done over Zoom. And the onboarding was done over Zoom, right? Connection of, hey, you need to meet your colleagues. How are you going to do that without coming into the office and meeting them over day one lunch or the water cooler conversation? HiBob's got some great data that's surfaced, and we call this our club view, where it doesn't just capture professional information like, title, tenure, salary, location. It actually goes beyond that so the individual can describe maybe some of their superpowers, things that they're passionate about, maybe some of their hobbies, maybe some of the DE&I pieces that put them into collective groups, like we've got kids, we don't have kids. And so all of a sudden you're getting a much more rich view of who each of the individuals are and you allow your colleagues to find people with commonalities. 
So we had one of our teams start and during COVID, they decided that they'd take up a new hobby, which was they wanted to become a DJ on the side. It's just something they'd always wanted to do. When they got to Hi Bob, they searched through the system and they found a cohort of people that were also into music and DJing. And these people were from all around the globe. And so they were then able to go and foster connections and build relationships based on a shared interest. And they're some of the things that I think, you know, are lacking in traditional HRS softwares and some of the reasons why we're so innovative is because we want people to make those connections. We allow them to. So it's really trying to bring that culture building front and center and over and above building a culture, but really putting together a tribe within the organization versus what you typically would see when you log into any traditional old school HRMS where they just tell you your number of annual leave, your claims, et cetera. This is really trying to flip the entire thing around. And in your opinion, for companies that continue to just take the more traditional approach and not bring all this front and center, what do you think are some of the danger of not catering to this group of future workforce? Anyone who's done any business reading over the past 20, 30 years knows the culture is king, right? It's the reason people stay with the business. They want to understand the vision, the values. How do we all come together? Are we aligned on those vision and values and the purpose of the work that we do? And I think the culture threads underneath that. And you're right, it's about building tribes who all understand and see each other and connect with each other. I think we all know the benefit of waking up in the morning, going to work with uh, a cohort of colleagues that you enjoy working with, that you can have common conversations with. These are things that really drive engagement. And I think it's more important than ever for that to be the case for younger people coming into the workforce. The separation between work and life has blurred. People do bring their authentic selves to work. They don't want to put a facade between, hey, I'm here from nine to five and I check out and I'm a completely different person. The importance is critical, right? If you want to engage and attract top talent in the younger generations that are starting to come up, then you need to think about what they need in a work environment. And without these tools or the ability for us to amplify culture and values, you're missing out on a trick, right? Like how do you then bring them together? And this becomes even more difficult when you're thinking about the remote work sphere because not everyone's in the office anymore. The Friday lunch, the water cooler conversations, the morning coffees, they don't exist anymore or they do to a far lesser degree. So we need a new format and a new way to enable those connections. Hi, Bob has been able to do that quite successfully. You mentioned something really interesting because over the past few years, due to pandemic, we have been moving closer and closer to more of operating remotely. And when you talk about building a tribe, building a culture, I think the image that you associate it with is still people coming together, hanging out at a pub, happy hours and all that. But as we progressively move towards more of a remote or more of a hybrid kind of environment, do you think online system or platform can somewhat replace it entirely? Or are there things that we can try to do in an alternate manner to compensate for the lack of in-person interaction? I think we're still trying to resolve that question. I think everyone is. My team, they love coming together now. But when they come together at work, it's actually far more socially driven that it is work-driven, right? They will still collaborate on items at work, but I think we're starting to understand there's a divide between the type of work that's best to be done at home and what is the purpose of coming into the office. So I still think in the hybrid world is a necessity personally, because I don't think there's anything that's ever going to replace being able to sit down with someone eye to eye and have a coffee with them and know them. But in a world where that's not always possible, I think 
both in person and online is the hybrid that we currently is the fix right now. And whether or not we go to full full remote, no one really knows. I think there is a bit of a trend of people starting to go back to work because that social isolation of working from home the whole time is uh, is difficult. People do want to get in the office. They want to meet their colleagues and feel like they are part of that so-called tribe. Uh, nowadays, going back to office is where you make friends, unlike yeah. how it was before. So things have really changed drastically. And given that Hi Bob and you guys seems to have a lens into what the future may bring, are there any other foreseeable challenges that you believe would be occupying HR minds very soon? There's no doubt that HR teams have been incredibly busy over the past three years dealing with firstly COVID, then work from home and a shortage on talent where salaries were going through the roof and we were seeing 20 to 30% increases on salaries. And now we're seeing capital dry up in a lot of markets. That means uh, people are having to pause from rapid growth and adapt to efficiencies. How do we get to a point of potentially break even or how do we extend our runway for two to three years? What do we need to do to now shift gears into a completely new economic environment and survive, but not only survive, but thrive. Having been through it myself and with other companies and seeing our clients do it, there is a constant adaptation. I think that's the new challenge is how quickly can you understand your data, understand your mission and what your plans are and the business goals, and how do you adapt in a way that sets you up for success? Because there are plenty of businesses we're seeing every day in the media that have gone out and they've increased their workforce by 20%, 25% at the increased cost of salary. We're now turning around and going, it's not sustainable. And then you're in a really interesting position, right? Where you've got a quagmire of cost that you need to work out. Firstly, you've got potentially your long-term staff that might be there four or five years. They might not be getting paid the same as the people who hired in the last 12 months. So there's a pay parity issue. Then you've got an efficiency issue of, okay, the economic market has changed. We're not in hyper growth mode anymore. How do we pull this back to a sustainable level? So there might be rifts or reduction in force. And then once you go through that, you might be then thinking about, okay, we've probably sent a message to our employees that there is some uncertainty. So how do we retain the people that we want? This is a huge amount of complexity that HR teams and C-suite are currently considering and having to scenario plan and game plan on a daily basis. So for me, the big part about what we're moving towards now is agility. And agility means the ability to understand your numbers, understand your people, have a really clear path and scenario plan, depending on what you think the outcome of the next kind of 12 months is going to be. And on those new challenges that you just mentioned, are these also problems that HiBob is looking to support HR in tackling in the future or right now? Absolutely. I think we already have the modules and the capabilities within the system in place that really help to achieve or really help to solve these problems. When you've got the engagement and culture piece that just bred into the system, we have a whole myriad of different tools that you can use from performance and surveys and one-on-ones to get really good pulse checks on the company and the employees and how they're feeling and how they're performing. But then you've also got on top of performance, you've got compensation plan. So what do the merit cycles look like? Are we doing one this year? If we're only doing it for high performers, who are those high performers? And how do we compensate them fairly against what they're delivering? And then there's workforce planning module as well. How do you sit down as an organization and work out what you need next year? What do you need this year? How does that work in with your comp cycle? Hybob has that capability of 
all the way through your planning schedules, whether or not that be understanding who's top talent, who's engaged, who's not, through to how do we actually understand what the workforce needs to look like to hit the goals that we're trying to achieve next year. Moving forward, what can people expect from HiBot as we look into 2023 and beyond? It's a great question and it's one we consistently ask ourselves. And I think one of the things I really love about HiBob is there's a mantra for our product and engineering team, which is their ultimate North Star is for HiBob to be the last HRS any of our customers ever need. So we don't want people to have to outgrow HiBob. And I think we do a really good job of that. And I think every year we usually launch one major module and that continues to be delivered based on what our customers want from us right we've got a really good listening tool we've got great communities that are really vocal tell us what they're looking for next and what we need to be considering when we're talking about product roadmap and moving forward and i think next year is actually going to be a great year where we just double down on a lot of the capabilities that we've already got and just continue to get deeper and deeper in terms of what we can deliver there because i think we are coming back into a conservative market. And I think people just want depth in tools. They want to simplify their overall stack and not have to cut between four or five different tools to get the information they need. And that comes back to that agility part, I think, and also efficiency. Why pay for four different systems when you can get everything in one place? But I do think a big part of our focus is going to be around that kind of talent and performance space because it's critical to businesses. And that's what they're telling us. They really want to hear from their employees and they want to see happiness and engagement over time. They want to be able to measure performance and they want to be able to paint a picture of what the business can do to continuously improve that environment for their employees to ensure that they're retaining the best talent. Because amongst all of this that we're talking about, reduction in force, huge salary increases, we are still in the middle of a talent short market. I know Singapore is very similar to Australia, but Australia is one of probably the leading talent short market in developed nations. And that's not changing anytime. So this is the fine line and the balance that we see from our customers, right? Is how do we retain those core staff and how do we make the right decisions about what we need moving forward? So really just doubling down on, I think, what makes Hybob already amazing and just deepening the capabilities of the system. Where we go to from there is a really great question. You know, we've just launched workforce planning. We've just partnered with Mercer around benchmarking so people can now benchmark salary guides, which people in the new market are finding incredibly valuable. And we just continue to add these additional layers in terms of what is possible within the system. The big picture, I think, is still unclear and we are quite agile with our roadmap. We'd like to do every half. We redevelop what the, the roadmap says we're going to be delivering. And I think that's important because it means that we are continuously listening and we're quite agile against what our customers need and what the market conditions are. But I think if you look at Hi Bob three, four years down the track, what you're going to see is a true all-in-one where you can get all of your HR requirements done in one place. For people who are keen to learn more about yourself or Hi Bob, where can they go to? Really easy, just hibob.com. We're a global company. You'll be able to find us. And if you haven't already seen our marketing everywhere, I'm sure you will soon. If you're in the HR profession and looking for a new HRAS, yeah, hibob.com is a great place to come find us. This will be added into the show notes. And before we end this conversation, anything else you'd like to share with our listeners who are primarily HR practitioners? I think in times ahead, there's we all know that these cycles change. I think one of the things that we are seeing at the moment from people who are looking to engage uh, HiBob or look for a new system like an HRAS is it's more challenging than ever to get the sign off on these projects. And I think working closely with your CFO and your CEO when you're looking at these projects to really 
demonstrate the value of these systems and what they're going to do to align to the bigger objectives is really key. So that collaboration all the way through the C-suite, I think, is a big part of what's going to be the key to unlocking HR I, uh, sorry, HR projects over the next 12 to 24 months. Damien, thank you so much. It's been lovely speaking with you. And to learn more about HiBot, which is being named as one of Time Magazine's 2022 Best Invention. And I hope all the best for you with the rest of your journey with HiBot. And we'll be looking forward to seeing it more in this market. Thank you so much, Adrian. Really appreciate you having me on. Thank you for listening to the podcast. You can refer to the show notes for links to more information about our guests and their businesses. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would be helpful to give a review on iTunes or follow me on Spotify. If you are using Overcast, please hit the star button under the episode. That will help get this episode and podcast out to more people who may find it useful. I'll see you in the next episode of The Agent Han Show.